Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Andrea Libros, founder and CEO of Andrea Libros Coaching. Andrea, welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you're here because a lot of our listeners are attorney entrepreneurs. About half of them are women, actually. I know it's surprising. Women are maybe different from men in some ways. What are some of the things that that you've seen in terms of women um, and how they handle business and really think about themselves as owners of businesses? Um, well, I think that we could go into all the stereotypical things. But aside from that, I see one of the biggest problems I see is that they are holding on to their employees or things that just aren't working out way longer than I see my men clients. So they're not creating the change that they probably know is inevitable or needs to happen. Then that kind of leads them down what I call a path of business lag. So their business isn't exploding like they want it to, or it's not growing even, maybe not even exploding, but not growing because they've either got an attorney that's not working out, the staff isn't working out, something like that. So they hold on a lot longer. That would be one thing. I think a second thing is kind of could be a symptom or it could be the cause. I don't know. But they don't think beyond what's happening right now in the sense of growth. Like I'm a big proponent of thinking bigger and thinking about where you want to go in the future. And although they may give that some time, like some airtime, they probably don't give it enough. So therefore they're not living up to their potential or they're not investing in the right places or they're deciding that nothing's really broken. Everything's okay. So why don't we just stay kind of where we are? And what do you think are some of the reasons why uh, they behave that way? I think the number one thing, and this is true of men and women, this isn't gender specific, is fear. So although they may identify the problem as being something else, like understaffed or not enough client work or need a better software system, the real problem is really usually just a feeling. And the feeling is something that they don't want to experience. They don't want to experience being uncomfortable. They certainly don't want to experience doubt, especially in the field that you're in, right? So they don't want to experience the overwhelm that might come with creating some change. So the real problem often is not really a problem. It's just a feeling that they don't want to experience. And so especially attorneys, very good at coming up with all the evidence to um, support the fact that something's gone wrong, when in fact, nothing's really gone wrong. It's it's just that you don't want to feel uncomfortable in a new situation or in a difficult situation or in a crucial conversation. Ironically, they're really great when it comes to client work in crucial conversations, but within their own organization, not at all, not so much. Isn't it so true, Andrea, that oftentimes our strengths end up being our weaknesses in some situations? I mean, that double-edged sword is such a thing. And uh, we see that. Yeah, we see that when we work with uh, attorneys all the time when they're trying to be business owners because you do have to be open to new ideas and new ways of thinking. And that means making yourself vulnerable and admitting that maybe you don't know everything and admitting that maybe, yes, you can make mistakes and that you don't have. And this is 
oftentimes I find the biggest issue, you don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers, right? Yeah. And to be okay with that is is really challenging for, for some professionals to do. So when you're working with uh, law firms, partners, and attorneys, what are some of the big challenges that you see getting in the way that are preventing them from thinking like a CEO? And in fact, actually for attorney entrepreneurs, what does thinking like a CEO even mean? What does it mean? That's a good question. So one of the things that I think gets in the way is that a lot of times they don't have a business plan or it's a very loose business plan, or it's not a written down business plan, it's just in their head. And that prevents them from thinking bigger. And I define thinking bigger as really going to, I call it the future you, okay? So this is the you a year from now, three years from now, five, 10 years from now, who has created a business and a life that aligns with who you wanna be, that um, is really ideal. Okay, so going to that future you and asking the future you what to do today in the present. The present you doesn't know because it hasn't done it yet, right? So if you're going to think beyond the comfort of what's happening today, and even today might not be comfortable, but it's familiar. Like you could be operating in chaos, but it's familiar. So that's just kind of the way it goes, right? But to get past that, you kind of have to, I call it, go to your future you and say, future you. What do you think I should do today? So when you think about business planning, a lot of that is going into the future. Where do we want to go? Now we do have to get very tactical. What are we going to do today, this week, this month, this quarter? But that's really the big general definition of thinking bigger is going to the future you and asking for advice for today. Now I also created, I recently released a book called She Thinks Big. And in there I talk about, I use this acronym TRUST, T-R-U-S-T. And each of those letters stands for something that all big thinkers need to know and do. And the first letter, T, that T stands for thought options. Okay, so what do I mean by that? I mean, there's lots of ways we could think about something, right? We could think about the fact that we are a small firm with two employees or two attorneys and you know three paralegals is ideal, like perfect. Or we could think, I could do so much better. I'm really excited. Can we grow? Can we have four attorneys and six paralegals? So you got options. Is everything okay or is everything not okay? Right? So the first element of what big thinkers embrace, the first thing they embrace is really the thought options, looking at all the possibilities, which is you know kind of what you have to do in your, in your profession too. But when it comes to yourself, it's a lot harder. Yeah, for sure. And I assume you'll fill us in on the other parts of the acronym here yes. as you go through the podcast. Yes. But before you jump into all of that, tell us about you know how you got into this uh, into this field of coaching. Yep. So I um I worked for a company where I was recruiting, hiring, and training new entrepreneurs, and it was almost as if they were opening a franchise of this corporate entity. And what I recognized was that someone you know, yes, they're in, they start their business, they start to see some success. They actually probably start to see a lot of success. And then they're in this chaotic, I call it chaos based on success. It's it's chaos created by success or confusion created by success. And the going gets kind of hard, right? And you kind of start to question, should I be doing this? Is it worth it? I don't know what I'm doing. Is this a good idea in the first place? 
So I recognized that what I really loved about that job that I stayed in for 10 years was coaching those entrepreneurs through that, what I call the messy middle. And I had had enough after 10 years of that corporate entity. And I decided, okay, I'm going out on my own. I'm going to do this on my own. And what my coach pointed out to me was that what I was really doing, although it wasn't labeled as that, was coaching, right? I was really coaching. So I, at that point, decided, okay, I am going to open my own coaching practice. I did get certified and go through all those things. But that's really where this all came from. It was... And also, I have a background in um, psychology and neuroscience and how people think. So putting it all together, it made a lot of sense. And I found great satisfaction in seeing people get through that messy middle, but recognizing that down the road, there was going to be another messy middle. But that was just because they were at another stage of their business. So kind of helping these entrepreneurs through the evolution of their business is how I got started in this. Yes, that's awesome, Andrea. What a great story. And um, that organization sounds pretty amazing that you were a part of for for a while. Um, yeah, that living outside your comfort zone is tough. It really is. It's tough. It's challenging. Um, it wears you out. It wears you down. And when you're growing as, a, as an entrepreneur and you're growing as a business owner, you probably haven't done it before. And so it's totally natural that you hit uh, a certain level and you say, oh my gosh, I just need to kind of hang out here for a while. I'm good. But then after a while, maybe you, you know, kind of have an itch and you start to say, man, how much bigger can I take this? You know, I'm, I'm tired of the six weeks off and, and I'm ready for another challenge. My battery's recharged and I'm ready to go. Um, so Andrea, when you work with your clients, um, where is it that you typically start with them? So I do start with kind of with looking at their their business plan if they have one and if they don't I use a variation of the traction so the entrepreneurial operating system if you're familiar with that so Very we kind so. of work yeah. okay okay so we work through that and it's pretty eye opening because everything kind of comes out on the table if we're doing it the right way um people are sharing hopefully their true feelings and wishes and that's really serves as the foundation of of our growth. And then from there, we kind I really love the piece of that entrepreneurial operating system, especially in law firms, where we created an accountability chart. Because it seems like in law firms, lots of people are wearing lots of different hats, which isn't good or bad. But sometimes that's what's preventing the growth. Because they don't have the bandwidth, whoever it is doesn't have the bandwidth to take on something different or new. And some of their responsibilities or some of the things they're accountable for aren't, most of them aren't optional. It's not like we can't do billing. It's not like we can't, right? We can't, some some of this stuff, we can't just not do it. So we really dig deeper into that. And then here in lies moving people into different positions, hiring, firing. And I see a lot of people get stuck at that point because they, they'll say things like, well, we have really good people. This is, you know, a really good people. And, and I just, can we create a position for Can we rework this? Can we create a position? And sometimes we can't, sometimes we can't. But then this goes into also, if you were to bring someone else in, there's some uncertainty with that. So just like in life, we don't know what's going to happen. But here you really don't know what's going to happen. And one of the other elements of thinking big, the U stands for uncertainty. So you've got to embrace uncertainty, the U in trust. And that of that 
rears its head a little further down the line once we've created this plan, once they've realized that probably we need to change some things or else we probably wouldn't be sitting around the table. But yet what we're going to change, we, we don't know what the outcome is going to be. So we kind of have to tackle that next. That's awesome. I love how you incorporate traction into things. And attorney entrepreneurs, if you're listening, there is a really good book called Fireproof where they actually talk about EOS and implementing it into law firms. It's a terrific book. We've implemented a lot of it into our coaching as well. One of the things that's interesting to me when you mentioned uncertainty and the you being uncertainty, it always strikes me as amazing that people think that um, somehow their current situation is certain and that uh, changing it is uncertain. Isn't that funny? Because it couldn't be further from the it's, truth. It is. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. Like, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or tonight. Right. Like, you don't eat right? But it's so, so true. But when you point that out, it's kind of like, a, oh, okay, I guess you're right. One of the other interesting things, and I don't know if this happens to you, is, you know, someone says, I'm going to think about it, right? I'm going to think, I'm, yes, sounds good or whatever, but I'm going to think about it. So often I'll say, hey, do I have permission to put my coach hat on right now? Yes. So what, what exactly are you thinking about? No one has a good answer. No, usually there is, I mean, there's some answer, but it's not, there's no profound answer, right? It's things like, um, I don't know if I can afford it. Am I going to have the time? And really, you probably do know the answers to all of those questions that you're thinking about. So that's another time where I feel like this uncertainty thing, you know, basically they just don't want to go into something that they're uncertain about, even though every day they're in uncertainty. That's what's really going on. It's not that they're thinking about something. So anyway, exactly. that's a side note. Yeah. Yeah. And so some of those disc styles like those high S's need that time to kind of yes. process through making that change, you know, and, and others can make a decision much faster when they're, when they're nudged in the right way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you had to give some advice to our attorney entrepreneurs that are listening, uh, what's one tip that they that they should all be thinking about as they're running the law firms? I'm going to give you two tips. I think number one is really being an entrepreneur is a journey. Being an entrepreneur is a journey in personal development disguised as an entrepreneurial adventure. So I think we all set out to do this thinking this is going to, there's going to be this is going to be amazing. It's good. It's going to be an adventure. But really what's going on is that you're, as your firm is growing, you're growing as a person. And as soon as you sort of stop growing or stop looking at who you are as a person, your firm is going to stop growing too. So I think that's a huge thing. And I think a lot of times we say, we don't have time for this or why do I need it? I mean, I just need to know this, my stuff. I just need to know my profession, what to do. Yes, but you also need to start to explore some different ways of growing yourself. So I think that is huge. And to kind of follow on that, the second thing I would say is think about this like thought option kind of concept. And the way I describe it a lot is if you were at a, a wedding, a function, it's fancy, there's a waiter walking around with a tray of hors d'oeuvres, comes up to you and says, take one and kind of puts the tray in front of you. And you look at the tray and you say, hmm, should I have the shrimp or the bruschetta? What should I have? That tray, it's like a tray of thoughts. You get to choose what you want to think. So we tell ourselves these stories, like it has to go this way because it's been this way in the past or this is what people do or that's the kind of person I am. Okay, all these kinds of phrases, but they're just stories. They're just thoughts. And you have, there's lots of other things you could be thinking. And are you giving equal airtime to all of those thoughts? That's so powerful. And I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, self-talk and 
focusing on what you should be thinking about is really, really instrumental to success. And to your point, for those of you that own your own law firms, first of all, congratulations. It's not easy to do. And the fact you've done that is awesome. And the firm you've built is because you are who you are. Um, because you're you, you've managed to build that firm and that's fantastic. If you want the firm to grow, guess what? You've got to make some changes. And there's those changes aren't just structural. Those changes are within you because you are going to drive that structure. Um, the yes. firm is the size it is because you are who you are. If you want the firm to grow, you need to grow and change as a person. And that is not easy to do. And that takes time. And that's why, you know, people that do what you do, Andrea, are, I think, should be really, really prized um, in the legal field. So what are some things that you are looking forward to in your coaching business over the next year or so? So, um, well, I launched, a, I wrote a book and it launched in the fall of 2023. So what I'm really looking forward to in 2024 is doing more speaking engagements around the book um, and really bringing people together in person. I know that sounds crazy, but in person to explore where their business could go. Um, I think being part of a, a community, having other people around the table is really powerful too for lots of different reasons. Um, yes, there's the camaraderie version of that, but also the ideas you get from other people, right? The, the things you hadn't even thought about. Sometimes I say, you're stuck in your own peanut butter jar. And when you're in there, you can't read the label. So just having other people around to read the label to kind of bring to light what might be going on, what could change for you is really, um, I think, powerful. So I'm looking forward to speaking, bringing groups of people together. And the best part about my business, I think, is um, are the retreats and that I offer through my mastermind. So I love doing those. We do those twice a year. That's something that I think is is needed, really needed because it's time away. And yes, there is a bit of relaxation. There is some fun, but we also do a lot of work. And we kind of make lots of progress in just a couple days, maybe what the progress that might have taken weeks before. So, and then I am doing a live event in January too. So I'm looking forward to that too. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. The name of the book is She Thinks Big, The Entrepreneurial Women's Guide to Moving Past the Messy Middle and Into the Extraordinary. Andrea, where can they find that book? They can find it on Amazon or any any place they purchase books, but you can go to shethinksbigthebook.com um, and get some... Have There's links there, but there's also other goodies and extras at shethinksbigthebook.com. Fantastic. And Andrea, if, if someone wants to contact you... What's the best way for them to do that? They can go right to my website, which is my name, andrealibros.com. Um, and, but another easier way, so you don't have to spell anything, <laughs> is <laughs> Andrea's with an S, links with an S.com. And they can follow me on LinkedIn and social media too, but Andrea's with an S, links with an S.com. Fantastic. Andrea, congratulations on your book and on the growth of your firm. And thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, 
or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.